What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. Y'all already know that I believe you can make the money and you can get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. So it is my goal to bring you the information and the conversations that help you do just that. Now, this week's episode, is a special show because I'm about to introduce you to an inspirational working woman. I gotta let y'all know though, in case you have not already heard, my latest book, my third book is now available. It's called Nobody Is Coming To Save You. It's a collection of short stories from inspirational women just like you who have pulled themselves up, picked up the pieces and figured out how to save themselves. One of the amazing authors that is featured inside of the book is today's guest. I got to welcome my girl, Jessie Nicolette, to the studio. Hey, Jessie. Hey, girl. Hey. Okay, so we got to put some respect on your name. So let me give you a proper introduction. <laughs> Jessie is a proud HBCU alumni. Shout out to all the HBCUs out there. She attended Alabama A&M University, where she obtained her accounting degree and has created a notable career in the accounting industry. With over a decade of experience, as well as founding her own accounting firm, JSM Financial Services. And like I said, y'all, we got to make the money, okay? Making the money and getting the honey is a part of this dream. So your girl is here to help us get it together. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Come on, introduction. Yes. Come on, go Bulldogs. We, yes. yes. Come on, Bulldogs <laughs> and Tigers. Hey, TSU. I used to spend some time at Alabama and we actually played in a classic or something yeah. when I, um, I don't know if they still do that, but back when I was in school, we played, we played each other. So we don't have a rivalry or anything, but we did used to beat y'all. Okay. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> just, a, just, a, 
just a couple Look. times or every, every time. I don't know. I see. So because you are HBCU grad, because there's a special place in my heart for HBCU students, oh, alumni, um, lovers, supporters, all of the people, I just want to start by asking you, what made you choose an HBCU? Thank you so much. First of all, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Um, but choosing an HBCU, I really didn't even think about it at first. I'm like a first generation college student. Okay. Right? So I, I was never like, okay, I got to go to college. I'm going to do this. And so I applied for a bunch of different colleges. And I ended up at A&M because my guidance counselor in high school, she came in there. And she was like, all right, everybody is going to apply to A&M because it's $10. So bring your $10. You're going with I love it. <laughs> and so a lot of other opportunities kind of then panned out and it panned out and I'm so glad it did because the HBC experience is one like no other. No so other. So now I'm just like an, uh, the biggest advocate. Yes. All my nieces and nephews and everybody like no go to HBC. Yes. It's a different experience. Are you from Alabama? Yes, girl, you are. from Mobile, Alabama. Shut up. Where Mardi Gras originally. You know that my uh, dad is from Mobile, Alabama. You didn't know that. I didn't but know let me that. just let you in on a secret. Yes, my father's from Mobile. He lives there right now, currently. My entire my dad's side of my family is in Mobile. Small world. It is. Because you don't meet many people who even have heard of Mobile. Of Mobile. Until Kanye. I think Kanye put y'all on the map with his uh, Kanye's workout song, and one of the yes. girls was from Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Okay. Mob City. Yes, Mob City. I love it. Yes. Okay. So, Alabama AM in the building. Shout out to the guidance counselor, though, because so many of our decisions are based on the um the opinions mm -hmm. of you know the adults in our lives and i had someone else on the show that was you know talking about the fact that they didn't see the value in going to college because nobody around them was stressing the importance or talking right. about you know the the benefits of actually attending and a lot of times it does come down to the people you look up to or the people who are around you who can lend their experience or their expertise mm -hmm. to you know kind of steer you in the right direction and it's obviously the gift that keeps on giving because now you are are sharing that with other people who, you know, may not know how amazing an HBCU it's experience so can amazing. be. I definitely also feel like um, Deion Sanders. Hey, Deion. Deion has definitely like put us on the he map. put us on the map. Yes. Every day I'm like, yes, yes. I love it. And so many opportunities are being opened up for, I mean, deserving opportunities mm -hmm. that we're very deserving of. But now we finally have the spotlight, um, you know, to to get opportunities and to show up and shine the way we've been doing. Y'all just, y'all late to the party. The party yes, been lit. Okay. Y'all just a little late to the party, but we're not mad at it. We're not mad yes. at it. I've seen so many celebrities showing up at homecomings, like trying to get the experience in because, you know, now it's a thing. So it's a thing. And it's the best thing that could have ever happened for just black young people. Yes. That's it's all about the experience. It is. And you know it's like, no, you have to go to HBCU. Yes. And you, you and and there's no other opportunity for you to get that experience, in my opinion. I mean, it, we live in Atlanta. Not. It's kinda, you know, it's kinda HBCU-ish here at HBCU. ATL. However. But it's not the same. It's, it's not the same. To, to be able to see, you know, black excellence at all levels mm -hmm. is just when else are you gonna be able to experience that? So if you are a college student, I don't think I got too many college students in the audience, but if you are a parent of a college student, and you don't quite grasp the beauty 
of being um, of getting the HBCU experience, check it out. At least go on a tour. That's all it took for me. So yeah. I went to TSU. I was living in Tennessee at the time. Drumline had just came out. I went and saw TSU and I didn't want to leave. And I just knew and they gave me a scholarship. Shout out to the coins because okay. that definitely was a part of the persuasion. But it definitely was like there's nothing else out here like that. So mm-hmm. shout out to that. What made you study accounting though? I know, right? Because <laughs> I be like, oh, the numbers, the math do not be math. And look, and I've always liked math, but I, I, again, I wasn't one of those people that was like, okay, I'm going to go be an accountant. I was like the student that changed their major five times. Really? Girl, what was your first major? Do you remember? Psychology. Okay. Then I was going to be a teacher. Then I called my mama. She was like, no, girl, you. I don't think you can do that. And I was and I was crushed. So I went into business. She told you you wasn't going to make no money? Why did she say you? She was just like, I don't think you'll be good with dealing with all those kids. Oh, she, yeah, she just yeah. really crushed all my dreams. And I was like upset about it for a while. But I was like, girl, maybe you're right. Maybe you saved me. Right. But and then I went into business management, then finance. And I took my first accounting one-on-one class when I think I was finally at finance. And I just nerded out. You loved it. Free at Alabama A&M University. And I just loved it. And I fell in love with it from that first accounting class. And I was like, okay, this is it. This was Wow. So one thing that, I mean, I went to school to be a teacher and I, there was no change in my mind. Like I knew what I wanted to do. But looking back, now that I'm an entrepreneur, the people who studied accounting or the people who studied marketing or the people who got their MBA or mass communications, there's so many ways for you to transfer those skills into so many different industries. Like there's Mm -hmm. so much flexibility when you have that finance foundation or when you have that business foundation. And again, I don't think people were really having those conversations with us about Mm -mm. the importance of choosing your major and and the opportunities of what you could do based on the major that you choose. Because I got some girlfriends that chose like, I hope they not watch, but they chose like interdisciplinary studies, and it's like, sis, what are you gonna do with that? You know, right. like, what are you gonna finish? You're gonna get a degree, but what are you really gonna Ready, do with really? that? But we didn't a lot of times have like that guidance mm-hmm. of like what this degree means and what opportunities you know could come from this degree. So, um, inside this book, though, pan in, get it, you got it, close up. Nobody's coming to save you. Inside of this book, in your chapter specifically. On page 110. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you said something that I thought was super um, inspirational and also like a point where a lot of people I think can appreciate a lot of people might currently be at. You said, I chose to reclaim my sanity by choosing work that didn't stress me out and wasn't so draining. And so I wanted to bring that point out specifically and talk about that a little bit because a lot of us choose these um, majors, degrees, professions based on like this dream of like what it's going to be. And then mm-hmm. we graduate and we get into it and we have the title. We've climbed the the ladder like we've done the thing and we're literally at the top of the mountain. And then it's like, this is not what I was expecting it to be like. This is not what I thought it would feel like. It's not as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be. And I think so many people have that experience. So I want you to talk a little bit about what were the details of that experience for you? For me, it was, like you said, I got to the top of the mountain. I was making great money. You know, I was at the top of this company, but I was so stressed out and dealing with, I mean, I don't want to put anybody on blast, but kind of like horrible bosses. You ever see that mm-hmm, movie? Mm-hmm. It was just like the worst experience. Like people were going home every day crying. This man was making 70-year-old women 
you know, it was just a miserable experience. And mm-hmm. I, since I was kind of like basically running everything and serving as a buffer between him and the people and the people, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just too much. And I'm just like, OK, no, I can't do this because now it's gotten to where I'm coming home crying and I'm bringing it home. And it's just like, no, I'm not serving my purpose. And I would just always pray like, man, I really God use me, you know what I mean? And show me what my purpose really is. Mm-hmm. And I would be so kind of like, not jealous, but kind of look at other people that's like singers or this, or just know like, this mm-hmm. is what I'm supposed to what be doing. What they love to yeah, do. What yeah, what they love to do. And just like, show me, cause I know this is not it, you yeah. know? So I, I was just like, you know, I'm gonna reclaim my time. Yes. I gotta do what I gotta do. Yes, and I think so many people in different scenarios, different situations have that same thought because at some point the money isn't enough. Like mm-hmm. I don't care what the paycheck says, if I'm in pain every day, if I'm struggling, if I'm pissed off every single day, yes. if my sanity and mental health is at stake, like it's just not worth it. And so I know that, you know, we can experience that, but then the people around us sometimes who are only looking at the money or who are only looking at like the glitz and the glam or the title or you know what they think you have they sometimes are like girl you can you're figure tripping. it out. Yeah, you you tripping <laughs> like you're about to do what? You're about to quit what? You're you about to leave. how much? Right, that? like yeah. and you're and and you're that's not okay with you. Mm-hmm. So did you when you did decide to walk away? Number one, what did you decide to walk away to? And then number two, did you have anybody around you like in your ear trying to talk you out of it to tell you you know you should just settle basically for what you have because of the money or because of the position? Well, when I left, it was very abrupt. Okay. It was, it was, I, I had it in my mind, like, okay, I'm going to do this. You know how you kind of set a plan, like, mm-hmm. okay, after I have this amount saved or do this. And and I did have a friend. She was like, girl, I don't know. You could just make it work. You know, you you running this office. You could do it from home. But I'm just like, nah, it's not worth it. And one day, literally, he said the wrong thing to me. And it was like he was never really directly attacking me. Then he kind of attacked me one day. And I was just like, oh. Ooh. Yeah, it was one of those moments like... Okay, and then the mobile came out, and I had to let him know. And I was just like, you know what? I just had to walk away. And I called my husband, and I was like, hey, I quit my job. Mm. And he was just like, okay. You know, he was very supportive. So it wasn't a situation where it was just like, oh, my God, why did you do that? I went home, and I figured it out. And within two weeks, I had my first client. But I didn't have it planned out. It was not like, you know, I'm going to put in my two-week notice. No, child, I wish it was that dignified. That a lot, not that dignified. (laughs) That a lot of times, though, is how it plays out. I have found through my experience, through people I've had on the show, through people that I just know personally, that it's just something about choosing you mm-hmm. right it's just which is my chapter in the book it's all about choosing you but truly it's something about like showing God that you're not just talking about it you're ready to be about it because yes. we could pray those prayers we could pray for our purpose we could mm-hmm. you know do all of the things pray for a change but until we make the change until we take action until we really truly step out on faith whatever that looks like for you mm-hmm. that to me is like when you it's like okay God I'm ready mm-hmm. and when he knows you're ready it's like he's gonna throw fuel onto you yes. You know, throw fuel onto the fire, onto what it is um, that you truly want to do or that you truly desire to do. And you're not, you know, this isn't the first time that I've heard somebody say, you know, I walked away and within 30 days X happened. Mm -hmm. Or I walked away and the next day I ran into so-and-so and that led to everything else. And so for anybody out there who has just been struggling or feeling like, you know, you're losing faith, feeling like you don't know how you got into whatever situation this is, feeling like this is not what you worked so hard for, feeling like you know that there is something else out there for you to do. Let this be encouragement for you. Let this be inspiration for you that 
God got you. Like, even if you, it's unknown. Because mm-hmm. like you said, it was abrupt. You didn't have a plan. Like we say, you got to have, you know, X number mm-hmm. of dollars saved up. You got to have six months reserves and yes. all of the things we say, which I ain't telling nobody to quit their job, okay? okay. I ain't telling nobody to quit their job. But a lot of times your faith will fuel you into, yes. you know, it'll get you into your future. So I love that. Now, here on Girl Stop Playing, we do talk about business, but we also like to get in your business. So, you mentioned that you have a husband. Yes, ma'am. But he's not your first husband, is he? He is not. Let's talk about it. Okay, let's get in. Okay, let's talk about it. So... Dating after divorce. I'm not gonna talk about because we what we're not gonna do is res, uh, disrespect the current husband. So we're not gonna talk too much about the first husband. But I want to talk about the transition because for a lot of women who have experienced divorce, who have left or even left like a, a lengthy relationship where they mm. thought it was gonna be there forever, they can feel frustrated. They can start losing faith. Like they can really start to feel like. Maybe, you know, this is not for me. Maybe I'm not meant to be married. Maybe I'm not meant to be a wife. Maybe I'm not meant to experience true love. So what was the season like in between, you know, leaving one marriage and meeting your husband? Peaceful. Oh, (laughs) peace. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You know, when I got out of that first situation, I got married really young. I, I mean, you're little, still really young, so yeah. I knew that one. You, Come on, really young, yes. But I, I was 24 when I got married. Oh, wow. So okay. I was really young. So was this like a college sweetheart? No. No, no okay. honey, listen. Okay. <laughs> it was very, it was, it was very Atlanta. It was very... Very Atlanta! <laughs> Let me not say that. No, okay. but he was older. He was a lot older than me. Okay. Um, And, you know, he was more established. I didn't know a lot. And the situation just wasn't, you know, what it was supposed to be. And so it really was a point in that relationship where I was calling my mama every day crying and she just like just pray about it baby pray about it and so I finally just was like okay I'm gone that's mm-hmm. when that's the first I feel like big girl when I had to really the put on my big girl panties yourself. the first time I really had to save myself and and just getting out of that child I remember being in my apartment for like one of the first times by myself and I sat there and I was like drinking my wine and watching TV with me and my dog and I just laughed until I cried because I was so happy because like you can't really appreciate peace until you just was living in chaos and toxicity and I feel like on social media everybody wants to make it seem like they're so cool to be toxic but y'all uh uh not until you've really been through something like that so it was just peaceful and I got a chance you know I dated I did me and I really just spent a lot of time with myself you know what I mean I love that so okay so there wasn't I wasn't expecting that answer. I love that answer, though. I love that for you. And I love that, you know, that's your truth, because so many people think that if you leave a situation or if you end up divorced, it's going to be like the worst thing ever. Like you're going to be so sad and depressed and, you know, all of the things, which I'm sure there might have been some sadness that came along with it. But nothing can replace your peace. You know, nothing, no man is worth your mental well-being. Mm-hmm. And so, and no title. Because a lot of times we get caught up in these situations mm-hmm. because, like you said, social media has hyped you up. That, right. you know, your situation is what everybody wants. And then you stay in something based on the fact that other people, you know, make you feel like you should just mm-hmm. b- want this thing or you should just be happy that you have this this husband, um, even if it is toxic. So I love that for you. Yeah. So what... At what point did you, I guess, feel ready to get into, you know, another relationship? One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even 
thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Well, I met my husband now about two years later, and I really wasn't, I never really been like, okay, now I'm searching for a man or I'm ready now. I just really was doing me. Like, I dated. I had a, you know, rebound or whatever, and I just kind of focused on me. And when I met my husband now, I was just not even focusing on you know, dating or anything. I was just do. I wasn't pressed about it. You know what I mean? And so it kind of just happened. It kind of really just happened. Do you, did you feel like there was like any stigma around being young and divorced? Like, did you ever feel some type of way or were you really just happy to, to have released that baggage? Well, before I left, I felt some kind of way. Cause you know, before I left, you know, I had a lot of people, even my mom and different people like, do you really want to leave this situation? You know, you're in a good situation and and you think you're thinking that like I'm gonna be young, divorced, you know what I mean? But like once I got out of it, I'm like, at the end of the day, people are gonna talk about you regardless. Facts. And absolutely nothing and no one can replace your peace. Facts. Period. So once I got to a point, I'm just like, I really honestly don't care. And I would have to tell my family and friends, like, listen, I really don't care what your friends and everybody think. Like, this is what it is. I'm happy. Like, get on board with it. Yes, because it on takes board with more it. it takes more courage to leave than to just stay in a situation. Fact. Fact. Because everybody's going to say, like you say, they're looking from the outside, looking in, like, girl, you got a good life. And I'm like, girl, I'm miserable. You don't even know what's going on You don't over even here. know. Yeah. You know what I but mean? But we do that so often, especially with social media. Like, social media is the 
the gift and the curse mm-hmm. because you know you can make so many connections you can elevate yourself you can grow a business all of the things but you can also get caught up in looking at what you think other people have and then using that as a reflection of what you feel like you lack mm-hmm. and so a lot of times we look at you know women who inspire us who are you know bossed up and doing a damn thing we look at couples who inspire us that look right. like they're so happy but you literally do not know what's going on behind the scenes exactly. until the divorce announcement comes and then you like wait a wait a minute right. no, y'all was my goals and i just thought y'all had it all together and so again that's why you got to be your own goals that's why you exactly. have to be focused on what is for you versus like stalking what everybody else got going on because exactly. you don't know how they got it number one mm-hmm. you don't know how long they're gonna be able to keep it you don't know what it's taken to maintain it you know mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's just not what the outside you know the outside per- perception of it is so i love that i also want to just stop and just say we're here in the city of atlanta where they say it ain't no straight single black man and homegirl and got two okay <laughs> she on her second husband so for anybody out there who has been talking themselves out of the love that you desire that you deserve who has been you know quoting all the statistics about how many men to women it is it's 24 women to one man none of that stuff matters like forget all the rules you are the exception to the rules the statistics do not have anything to do with your story and my girl is proof of that um so you have a little baby I do. just one right just one are you going crazy i am yeah and i'm tired as hell. Yeah. you look good though you <laughs> don't look you. tired thank you thank I, you mm, yeah i'm kind of going crazy too you know it's 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 one of those things i feel like motherhood is one of those things that people lie People don't talk about the truth. The Nobody truth. tells you. Nobody tells you. Like, why y'all ain't... T- I called my friends and was like, girl, why ain't y'all ain't say nothing? Why you just acting like it's all good? Because then, when you don't feel like it's all good, you think something's wrong with you. Yeah. Or you think that you're crazy. I have had the thought so many times, like, is this what mama's been doing all these years? All like, this is time. this what y'all have been all doing? All this time. How? I specifically remember my son might have been like a month old and I was just riding in the car thinking about the show 16 and Pregnant thinking like how the hell those babies. how the hell mm-hmm. were you 16 years old doing this mm-hmm. f- figuring this out because I was old okay geriatric I was 35 when I had my son right me too I was 34 the most prepared that I could have possibly been mm-hmm. financially, mentally, married, had a partner, all of the things that you think <laughs> that you think that you need to become a mother. And I still did I still don't. Not even didn't. I still every day I'm just like, you still here. You know, like, mm-hmm. ah, you still here. I'm responsible for you. Mm-hmm. What are you going to eat today? You know, like all of the things all of every things. single day. And it all falls back really on the mama. At the end of the day. Two married women. Look. Telling y'all the truth. Okay. <laughs> if, ain't nobody, if ain't nobody else going to tell y'all the truth. Because the girls some are some daddies in the room is like rolling their eyes. But listen, y'all cannot argue with us. Okay. Because at the end of the day. These my, this is my baby. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my baby. And there's so many things. And I, ha- I have an amazing husband. Let me just say that because he watches every too. episode. Baby, I love you. But listen, 
there are just some things that men, I don't want to say can't do because there are single fathers out there that just got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But unless you are literally a single father, Mm -hmm. there are just some things there's things that happen every single day that my husband has no idea, like how mm-hmm. this is getting done. I mean, I figure it out, you know. And when I when when we're home together and he like, you know, is feeding him and he like, baby, help me grab this. Uh-huh. I'm like, how you think I was doing that when you was at work? How do you think that I get the kid out the car? That I get, the, you know, like how do you think the, the show goes on? Honey. The show goes on. One day. He gonna be mad at me. Don't be mad. I love you, baby. <laughs> but one day he was about to take him to the grocery store and I saw him. Don't be mad at me, okay? I saw him packing up the stroller and I'm like, you know there's grocery carts at the grocery. Like, you're gonna put the baby in the in the cart. What are you doing with that stroller? <laughs> you know, it's just so many things that it's just like, you could tell your ass don't be taking mm-hmm. this baby nowhere because uh-huh. you're not even prepared. He will rather not go. Like, I'm not, I don't need whatever I needed. I don't need it bad enough to take this child anywhere. I'm and, like, what do you think I do? I take him everywhere. What do you mean? It's the like show a big goes thing. On. Like, oh, well, well, don't worry about it then. I just won't. I just won't get it. I'll just <laughs> figure out another way. And it's just like, pack them up and take them. Like, what is happening? So shout out to all the mothers out there, especially the single mothers. Yes. Because baby, I had to like strap the car seat in. I don't do that. That's one thing my husband does. He like, whatever you got to do, he does that. Mm-hmm. And I came out one day and it wasn't done and he was already at work. And I almost took him back in the house. I was almost like, you're going to miss school today because I don't do this. Uh-huh. And I called him and he was walking me, you know, we on FaceTime, he walking me through what to do. And then after I figured it out, he's like, can you imagine being a single mother? I'm like, hell no. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <sighs> it's a lot. And we ain't got the answer. So I'm not even about to try to give y'all no advice because if you're not a mom yet, though, I'm sorry if I killed your dreams. Or, but I'm not they really sorry. They need to know because they're right. not, the girls not are not telling they're them. Not telling you. Y'all are not being honest. We need a mom support group. We like, do. it's not, it's, yeah. it's just, it That's, is what it is, thing. girl. It's hard. It and I was hard. one of those ones where I was like, I'm going to have a doula. I had a doula. I'm going to do natural. I'm going to be in the water. I'm going to, you know. Did you get in the water? Girl, I got on the table and got a C section. Okay. <laughs> PTSD. I you know, I haven't told told my story, but I definitely had a doula. I definitely had a midwife. I definitely had the tub blown up in the room, and I did not get my ass in that tub. I ended up on the table Mm -hmm. as well. That's a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. Again, that requires a support group, a therapist, uh, some wine, once I can drink again. Like, all of the things, because there are so many things Mm -hmm. that that goes into bringing these babies into the world that I feel like nobody talks about. You know, people talk about morning sickness. You know, they talk about such surface level temporary things that trivial things mm-hmm. that the real stuff nobody talks nobody about. Tells so we're going to have to talk about it. You just sitting there looking like what the hell? And again, there's no turning back. You know like, yeah, ah, we're here now. We're here now. The baby's coming. And I, I'm like, oh, I wanted to be here so bad. You just think it's going to be like, I got my cute little baby, you know, and it took us a while to get pregnant. We had to go through like fertility treatments really? and everything. Yeah. Can we, we talk had, about that? Yeah. I have questions. Yeah, we did IVF. Wow. Mm-hmm. Were you scared you was going to have like quadruplets? Because that's a thing, right? Multiple? That's a 
things. Sometimes, I guess if you kind of do it like incorrectly or you're having sex when you're doing the injections, because you're not supposed to be doing any of that. But oh, okay. I actually like before I had this one, I was you the mom. Wanted to? Yeah, I was, I wanted twins. I, I still I want twins. twins. I don't now. Mm-mm. No, I, mm-mm. you're not about to laugh. I mean, has twins. And you see him shaking his head. Yeah. yeah, I just take one at a time. God, give me one more. I still got one too, but I, I have a low egg. Okay, reserve. wait. Pause. So okay. tell us about the process because again, this is one of those things that I feel like so many things you don't know until you have to do it yourself. Yeah. So what is what made you do it? First of, like, what made you say okay? Was it just that y'all were trying and you weren't getting pregnant, or like what was the pre IVF? Well, we tried, and then I did get pregnant, but then it ended up being uh, in my tube. A topic. So I had to get one of my tubes removed. Okay, I'm sorry. Thank you, but... And so after that, I went to a fertility doctor to try to see, like, what was going on, if I could really... You know, because you can still get pregnant with one tube, but then going through that process, I found out I had a low egg reserve. How do you find that out? Like, they do a procedure? Yeah, they do a bunch of tests. So when you first go to the fertility doctor, they do a... They test everything. They test the one tube you have. They test your egg reserve. They test everything. And so when I went through that, so they're like, it's not a, it's a chance, but it's not a good chance. So we went full steam with the IVF. And that's 1,000 needles. At one point, I think I was doing like maybe six shots a day because you're doing like two or three in the morning, three in the evening. And then you, you do that for like maybe two weeks to get as many eggs as possible. Then you do the surgery to take the eggs out and put it with the sperm to make the embryo. So what does the man have to do in this? Ejaculate in a cup or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you got and then after you finish that cycle, now that's not it. Once you're ready to put the embryo in, if you get embryos. Cuz sometimes you don't even get embryos. There's women that have been going through this for years that I've met that still don't have a baby. You know what I mean? So it's like so we went through putting one in and we actually the first embryo didn't stick. We lost that one. That was devastating after all of that. And then the second part of it after you do the egg retrieval you have to start the shots again just to put the embryo in so i mean it's a lot it's a lot does it hurt girl when i tell you i was like you get to the point where it's like if i was like oh yeah we're gonna record this da da da, and then you like you're putting it in the wrong spot so he was doing it yeah he did all my shots oh my god i was like why did you put it there right it just drives you crazy and then you go through all of that and then you don't and get a baby. Hoping. You're just you're hoping. hoping. It's on a hope and a prayer. And then you don't get the baby. And so you go through this whole mental breakdown. Yes, I can imagine. And then it's like, dang, okay, we got one more shot. Because we only had two embryos. We didn't, I wasn't one of the girls that had a bunch of, you know. So then we kind of geared up and did it again. And now we have our sweet little baby. So I will say it's worth it in the end. It absolutely is worth it. You got it. a healthy little baby. I got a healthy baby boy. So, But you have child. one more like in the cooler. No. I thought you had one more embryo. No, the first one, it didn't stick. So you would have to do this all over again. Girl, if I, yeah, I would have to do the whole process. Are you going to do it all over again? I don't know. I'm praying to God. I'm like, God, go ahead and get this tube. Because God can still do it. I still got one good tube. Yes. It's a low, you know, come on, God, come through for your girl. Because, and people think it's the money aspect of it because it is expensive, but it's really the mental. Yeah, I can imagine it's mentally taxing on you, on him. And when I see women doing it by themselves, I'm like, girl, who, how you doing it by yourself? Hell no. Because then you go raise a baby by yourself. Dad. 
We ain't gonna talk about that. It's a lot. Gonna, it's people so gonna eat me up in the comments. But I have so <laughs> many thoughts around women who think like I could just have a baby because it is so hard. Not even that it's hard. That's selfish because that baby, need, you know, that baby needs more than just you. But we ain't gonna get into it. Don't comment about that. What I just said. Just keep it moving. But wow, I didn't even see where this interview went. I didn't even have that on my list of questions because I had no idea. But I'm glad that you shared that. And let me, I always want to share because I feel like when I was going through it, it's hard to find people that look like you that are really kind of sharing, you yeah, know? Yeah, it Because is. the girls just want to suffer in silence. Or yeah? they just want to show up with a baby and not you don't know that there was a struggle behind it. So then right. if you struggle, you think something's just wrong with me, which is right. why it's so important to have these conversations. Um, there's a drug, like a pill or something too, though, right? That you can do that's like does kind of the same thing there is there's a there's other there's different options like you can do IUI and then there's a pill the IUI is where they just kind of plan it out and take his sperm and put it in you at the exact time that you will be the most oh, like firm. ovulating when you're ovulating yeah when you're something. ovulating and it, they kind of just plan it out to a T and so you have like a better chance and it's a lot cheaper so I'm like maybe I'll try that next time yeah and then they have the pill I can't think of the name but it, it produces more eggs or mm-hmm. makes something That's, like that yeah a lot of people have multiples yeah. um from that is this the same process that you have to do if you have a surrogate do you know yeah yeah so if you have a surrogate you have to go through the IVF process yeah when I found that out because I said to myself I want to experience childbirth but after that somebody else could do it for me but then when I found out you had to do all them needles I said yeah you still have to do the needles I can't do that yeah no but kudos to anybody out there who dedicates themselves because that is like true dedication to put yourself through that the sacrifices of being a mother Mm -hmm. they never it's never ending Mm -hmm. it is never freaking ending um okay so let's talk about your business what are some of the things that you provide um in your accounting firm well, my accounting firm, JSM Financial Services, we offer tax and bookkeeping and accounting services to individuals as well as businesses. And then also have JSM Business Academy. Okay. And so through the academy, I teach women, mostly black women, how to start their own tax and bookkeeping businesses from scratch, taking them through the entire process of, you know, starting, setting up marketing and just coaching them and empowering them to live the life they want to live. And I'm assuming it's probably like the resource that you wish you would have had, you know, when you when Absolutely. you walked away and started your firm, your firm. Absolutely. Because I learned everything trial and error. And I feel like that's been like the basis of my life, just learning everything trial and error. So I created the blueprint of, just like you said, everything that I wish I had mm-hmm. when I first started. Because people, you know, they'll tell you a little bit, then, you know... They, they won't li- really they leave out the real, they leave real, out the real, real or yeah. scam you or, you know, cause scammers be scamming and, you know, so I was like, let me create a blueprint and really provide value. Yes. I love it. And, and I, and most successful people are successful because they create the resources that they wish they would have had, you know, the things that, you know, you would have needed that you could have benefited from. So, but you got your first client. Right, right away. So I'm sure, you know, you were already on top of your game. But so many people out here know what they're doing. They're just doing it for other people. Mm -hmm. So being able to, you know, learn how to strategize and do it for yourself, I think is super important. And people like you who are teaching people and showing people the way, um, that's the way to do it. So y'all, y'all got up in her business, but even more, 
in her chapter inside of this book that's available right now. I'm going to make sure I link it below so you can grab your copy. One of several inspiring stories of black women who didn't wait on a savior. They figured out how to save themselves. So, Jesse, look right here in this camera and let the people know how they can find you on social media, where they can connect with you online, how they can enroll in your course and all the good things. You can enroll in my course at jsmbusinessacademy.com. I am on social media on all networks as Jesse Nicolette. That's J-E-S-S-I-N-I-C-O-L-E-T. And connect with me. Yeah. Via DM, message me, whatever, you know, get at me in these social media streets. Get at your girl. <laughs> Y'all, you tuned in to another bomb ass episode with another beautiful spirit here to share her story. Thank y'all for tuning in. Grab your copy of the book, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Girl, hey, I hope you enjoyed that video. This channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops. And comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video. Peace out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.